We are back in the house, episode 148, Yinzertainment Podcast. We have a reoccurring guest here with us, Ellie. And I'm going to pronounce it wrong. I always do. Finnerty? Finnerty? That's perfect. perfect. That's it. Nailed it. All right. Ellie Finnerty. Uh, you know, we had her on the podcast probably a couple months ago before football season started. Mm-hmm. Uh, but huge football fan she is. So, you know, we got to talk some Steelers football. It's time to get back in action here. Uh, Michael and Alex are here too, but they're not as important. Um, <laughs> we have wow. this thing actually, Ellie. It's it's uh, we call it the Ellie effect, where okay. the last time you had come on our podcast, our numbers mm-hmm. went through the freaking roof. Just yeah, absolutely, really? yeah. You have you have no idea. We That's get awesome. no plays on our YouTube videos. I think we got over a hundred with yours, and we were like, "What the hell is going on?" Like 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 literally quote Drake zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah. Wow. So. The people I know love that Ellie. the one person that commented was my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I thought awesome. you might know that person because I was like, I don't think anyone's ever commented on a YouTube video of ours. <laughs> yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the people so, love Ellie, and especially when it comes to Steelers football. So thank you again for coming back on. We had a blast yes. last time. Uh, we've got some football to talk about, that's for yeah. sure. Uh, Steelers. Let's just start here. Steelers 2-0. Yeah, could we have of, predicted? Um, I would like to say that we could have predicted that, but um, because of the the, play, the teams that we played, but Sunday's game was a nail biter till like the final second. I mean, that was a painful win. I was glad when that game was over for sure. I mean, I could speak for Alex, football. Alex, and myself because <laughs> we watched the game together. But I mean, Ali yeah. and Michael, how concerned were you two in the second half when Jeff Driscoll, who? Jeff Driscoll was tearing up our secondary. What? I could not believe how many deep balls he threw and how accurate they were. It was concerning. It made me wonder what he was seeing that was giving him the idea that he could throw that and that it was <laughs> going to work. It was worrying for a second there, for sure. And I, I think part of it, as a day, he probably was like, I have nothing to lose. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. He's like, he's like, he's like literally anything I do, like whether it be positive or negative, is going to have no effect on me. He's like, because nobody expects anything. And it's like, that's what I thought was going to happen with Duck Hodges, and that wasn't the case. So it's like, no, how no, how no, is on, how's this on. guy? Hold on. No, 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 no. Take that back. I will not. Because this was one game that Jeff, he didn't even play a whole game. So Duck did the same thing with the Chargers last year. He lit it up against the Phillip Rivers in primetime. So, so yeah, yeah that is. Yeah. He did have one good game on Sunday, but who knows what he's going to be doing the next four to six weeks mm-hmm. or until Blake Bo- or if Blake Bortles comes in and becomes starting quarterback. And, and uh, I forgot about Yeah. In all fairness, let's give credit where credit's due. I mean, Driscoll's not a rookie by any means. Like, he's been mm-hmm. in the league. He's been around the block. He knows what he's doing a little bit. So. Yeah, he was an undrafted, you know, fourth-string quarterback that got signed, like, two weeks before the season started. Right. Yeah. So I mean, so both just whatever players. <laughs> yes, but hey, they they got it done. Um, like we said though, the the secondary, the pass defense as a whole, I think we saw it last year for sure. But I mean, this year, what is going on with our pass defense? We cannot seem to our zone defense is non-existent, pretty much. Why is that? What's the missing link? Oh, that's a great question. I don't think there is a. I'm not sure there is a missing link so much as maybe a little bit of miscommunication, maybe a little bit of 
you could argue that still shaking the cobwebs off a little bit, maybe still kind of getting our bearing. I would say that Mike Hilton has certainly stepped up and is crushing it. So I don't feel too worried. And a couple of those calls on Joe Hayden were really suspect. Um, so although he was beaten out a few times as well. So, you know, I'd like to see what, if Joe Hayden can be a bit more consistent. Oh, hang on, something just come out there. Um, if you know that can be, he can be a little bit more consistent, but M Mike Hilton has certainly um, been a force to be reckoned with. So I'm not too worried about it. I just think it's a little bit of, yeah, maybe rust or maybe just finding our footing. I'm not really sure. Difficult one because um, they were. Gr I, I thought they were pretty solid in the first half, and then the second half, even TJ said it, the game just got away from them and they just sort of like fell apart a little bit. Yeah, you definitely saw that. I mean. <clears throat> The pass interference calls on Hayden the past two weeks, both yeah. just very, very ticky-tack fouls. And I think we've been seeing it across the league as a whole this year. Because oh, yeah. they took away the reviews on penalties, right? Yeah. And so, like, I was all for that up until these two Hayden penalties. And I'm like, somebody fucking check the tape on these. Like, where's, mm -hmm. the, where's the interference? Show me. They yeah. stopped yeah. it. They stopped reviewing. Yeah, they took it away this year. Which so I was cool with, like I said. implemented it for one year because the Saints bitched about it? Is pretty that much. That it's pretty much it, I think. I guess. Yeah. Okay. I don't get it. But a lot of uh, people online That's are saying Joe Hayden might be a little old, might be a little getting a little washed. I mean, we did see, like you said, Ali, we did see him get beat a few times. Like, is it? can we attribute yeah. it to the cobwebs? Is he shaking off the rust still? He still had an interception. Yeah. Um, he still, I would, one game. Right. Cut the man some slack. One game, I'm not going to bite. I'm not going to sit here. It's typical Steelers fans. You put one foot wrong and you're washed. You know, yeah. I'm not going to um, say that for him on one game. If we see something consistent, maybe that conversation could come up. But for now, I mean, I'm still pretty confident in Joe Hayden and his abilities. I'm not worried about it. Um, we still won. Yeah. So the defense still did their job. Maybe not to the level we're expecting, but certainly did it enough for us to get that win. Well, I think that's almost like our defense is so good the past few mm -hmm. years, too, and everyone's got such high expectations for them that when they do yes. let up a play, you know, everyone's like, oh, what the fuck is going on with the defense? But it's mm -hmm. like, and the no preseason thing, I mean, the two or the three of us talked about, I mean, that's just got to be killing some people as far as not having the reps to be yeah. ready. Yeah, so. definitely. It probably has played a part. Um, you know, look at all the injuries where the, the entire league is having right now. I mean, so. the Broncos during the game were just losing people left, right and centre. Um, I think we're very, very lucky that we didn't lose anybody. Um, and by the sound of it, people complaining about like the Giants field and how mm -hmm. bad it is. We're so lucky that we didn't lose people in week one. Yeah, uh, It's like plagued with issues on that on that field. So I'm just counting us lucky that we're still at somewhat full full team go. Yeah, right. Right. So many injuries mm -hmm. this weekend. And, again, could be a no preseason thing. But uh, yeah. there was probably like 20 torn ACLs. I think the 49ers lost half of their starting squad. Yeah. It's Nick not, Bosa. Yep. Yep. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Prayers though. Prayers up, <laughs> as they say. Yeah, I don't wish any injuries on anybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I don't. Yeah. Miles Garrett, Vontaze Perfect, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Mild injuries. 
just major inconveniences. Yes, more more than anything, inconveniences. I have actually. This is I never tell this story to anyone because it's so embarrassing. But um, <laughs> love it. Let's hear it. Here we go. There was um, a few years ago. It was when I first moved to the US. So it must have been like 2015, 2016. We were playing the Bengals, and I was watching it with some other Steelers fans. And I said they were crushing us. And I was like, you know, if if Andy Dalton could just hurt his thumb, we'd be fine. The very next play, the man sprained his thumb. And I was like, I can never do that ever again. Like, I'm the oh, curse. Like, I felt so bad. I mean, I tried it on Joe Flacco, but it didn't work. So I was like, never mind. We're going to need you to try it this weekend, I think, on, <laughs> on Houston. Just get Deshaun out for like three quarters. Deshaun, I'm not worried about. It's JJ Watt. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Deshaun Watson, I mean, he takes hits like nothing and bounces back like a rubber ball. But JJ Watt could cause some serious damage. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's and, desperate for a win, too. And Deshaun barely has anyone to throw it to. True. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, he's a great – I mean, I'm I'm just kind of worried in the sense that – and I think a lot of people have seen it this way on Twitter. Like, Texans are 0-2. Deshaun mm-hmm. is a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Their running game is there. Um, yes. They're hungry for a W. Is this yeah. the game against the Steelers where, you know, we see it game in, game out. The Steelers come out flat in the first quarter or two and a team goes up big. You know, if that happens against a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, who's mm-hmm. who's to say what the hell ends up happening? So, Yeah, that's definitely – I was actually talking about that today. I said, like, an 0-2 Texans is a dangerous team to face. Um they don't go 0-3 very often. They are a they are a decent team. You can't say they're a terrible team. Coaching mm. is questionable, but the talent is there. And they just paid Deshaun Watson. If he doesn't start showing the reason that they gave him all that money soon, there'll be an uproar in Houston. So he's hungry for a win. JJ's facing both of his brothers. He's going to be on top of his game because mm-hmm. he's going to want to show them that the big brother is still the number one. I mean, he said himself, I don't count TJ on my level until he's been a deep boy twice. So he's obviously hungry to prove himself. I think this is a game where you face them at one and one. Maybe it was, I would be a little bit more comfortable, but an 0 and 2 Texans team is is a dangerous Texans team, in my opinion. Yeah. It is. And I was just looking at, um, speaking of JJ Watt, in their defense, mm-hmm. um, Vince Young leads – or Vince Young. Vince Young. Williams. Vince Young. Vince Williams. Drop. Leads the NFL in tackles uh, for loss, <clears throat> which is really? incredible. And his mm-hmm. six tackles for loss are the most after the first two weeks of a season since J.J. Watt had seven in 2015. Oh, I did not know that. Yo, there might be a defensive so, player of the year on the Steelers whose name is not J.J. – or, God damn it, T.J. Watt. Or Bud Dupree, I, you know, for that matter. You might be right, and I like that. I want the competition to be within our own unit, oh, not yeah. someone else. Well, I mean, shit, we talked about how poor our pass defense has been. Our run defense has been top-notch, top of the charts. I mean, okay. last week they let up a few good runs, but, I mean, they shut Saquon Barkley down to nine total yards, yeah. who is arguably the top two running back in the league, who... Also, who also tours these. Yeah, yeah, him hurt, McCaffrey hurt. They're all just fucking. But, but, most but I hurt, think hurt. also the, the Steelers kind of like hurt themselves in how much we blitz. I think that's where we get beat on yeah. you know passing so much because dude, you see it's like blitz, 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 and it's like we're getting pressure, but yeah, like sometimes it works, and like obviously last game it was not working. And then when yeah. we don't blitz, 
we have our linebackers cover receivers and tight ends. I would, yeah. right. so, I would rather our linebackers blitz every down than drop into coverage every down and never blitz. Like, it's just, I mean, we saw, shit, we saw Bush play a pretty good hit on fucking Welcome to the League rookie Jerry Judy uh, this week. He was out for a minute there. Great, you know, tackling in the past coverage, but we need to get hands on the ball. Terrell Edmonds, where the fuck you at, bud? Like, I know he has 20 tackles a game, but he's a safety. He should be having a pass deflection or something or breaking up plays downfield. To me, he's a very I can't I can't think of the correct word, but he's a very reactive defend, defender. I think like he will go after someone after they've already made the catch. He's like, oh, oh, they've made the catch. I'll knock him out uh, bounds now. Instead of getting in front of the of the receiver, instead of being more proactive, he's mm. a very reactive d- defender, and it's great you've prevented him from getting a first down but he's on second and inches so what did you really achieve you know like he doesn't really he doesn't have he's not a ball hawk he doesn't have the eye for it whereas i think we saw a lot of that with minka fitzpatrick in 2019 he's watching for that ball he's he's before the the receiver has even had a chance to get there he's there ahead of the game so yeah terrell edmonds is i was really hoping this would be his year but yeah there, I mean, there's I time. That too. There's time. I would like for it to be his year, but <laughs> me too. I mean, listen, he made the game-saving play last—not necessarily game-saving, but he made the last play on defense last game, and it was a hell of a play. Yeah. So, like, yeah. shout out to him. I mean, he's not a bad football player. He just, as a safety, you need to be able to cover the balls downfield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's your shoot. that's your job. So, it's yeah. it's yeah. aggravating as a fan, but I'm hoping he. Listen, hoping he turns it around. Like I want to see him do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If not Cameron Sutton, I wouldn't mind if he got some yeah. more time because I think he could be great. I know he had a didn't he have a penalty that wasn't his so, penalty yeah. the one that took away took away the Deontay's yeah. punt return. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I have block, Deontay. We'll let it go. We'll let it go that was such a that was such a weak block in the back. It, it was, was a shit more, call. It was so bad. Shit yeah. call. And I just want to say. I have Deontay in my starting lineup, and I really could have used those Same. points. So. Me too. Me too. Bro, yeah, it's dumb. I lost 143.24 to 143.44. That's disgusting. Oh, I'd throw cause, up. Because of that and because Julio Jones only put up four points. What an ass. Well, yeah. How do you consider it? Julio Jones. Julio Jones is my first problem. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, when I Kelvin think... Ridley's getting all the balls. But uh, yeah. Come on, dude. that happened to me last week, Michael. I have the Steelers' defense as well. And so <clears throat> I was up like two points, and they had they had nobody left. And the Steelers gave up those two touchdowns, and oh. I lost by like half a point. It was very devastating. <sighs> you love to see it. <laughs> yeah. Love to see it, don't we? Um, but anyways – this defense, what were you saying, Michael? I was going to say, speaking of penalties, they had 10 penalties. Which, again, can't have, but the refs did fuck like three of them. So. 89 <laughs> yards. I think it was like 89 yards in penalties, which is insane. It was, yep. I think I read somewhere it was like we gave up six first downs. They, they, got, they, and they got six first downs as a result of penalties. Well, well the, G- the Joe Hayden uh, penalty ended up turning into a touchdown like the next play. Yep. 
Well, it tells me right That was last here. week, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, those last yeah they did. The Broncos had six penalty first downs, and the Steelers yeah. didn't have any. And against the Giants, the Steelers only had three penalties for 21 yards. So that yeah. was – but still, the Giants had two penalty first downs, and we didn't have any. Like, yeah. Uh, very inconsistent officiating. Very inconsistent. We, and we've seen it across the league, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it's – yeah. Happens to everybody. Anyways, yeah, unfortunately. on the other side of the ball here, I, I want to get some opinions out of you, Ellie. Uh, first of cool. all, Big Ben back. What do yeah. you think so far? Looking good? I think, you know, he looks great. I think that the caution is coming from Brandy and the OC, uh, like the um, coaching. I think they don't want him to be throwing that ball too much, but he has shown in both games that he can throw that ball like 50-something yards if he needs to. And he, he doesn't come off looking too bad. So On the run, nonetheless. Yeah, and on the run, too. And and we all saw Kevin Dotson right there, ready to tackle. And I was just loving it. Yeah. Well, and now I'm kind of sad because Dotson, listen, rookie, first start, mm-hmm. right? And yep. he absolutely shows out and shows yes. up. He, I don't think he let up a single... Uh, rush on Ben. So shout out him for that. But this week they're saying the Castro's ready to roll. He's back. Yeah. So that means obviously Dotson is not not playing. Like, yeah, unless they do some moving around, put him on left. I've heard a couple people say that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they do have another person down on the line anyway. So I mean that might be a possibility. But yeah, it, it sucks. But at the same time, I think it's a good problem to have. Or mm-hmm. now we know. That's what I said. Like, Dotson's ready to fucking roll. Like, say the Castro goes down halfway through the game or in the first quarter, you know, because he came back a little too early. At least we know Dotson, who's a, yep. you know, who his dad is a life lifelong Steelers fan, you know, is ready to fucking take one for Ben. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's a great problem to have. Definitely. The O-line is – I'm a big advocate for showing some more love to the O-line because it is the backbone of a team. Without a good O line, you, your best quarterback does nothing. Look at Deshaun Watson. Look at Sam Darnold. Look even at Joe Burrow right now. Without that O line, what the, the kid does nothing. The kid cannot do anything. Like what did he throw? 80, 80 passes or something. He threw so even... many passes. Insane, right? And it's because his O line is so weak. Without a good O line, you are doomed. Yeah. When you have a quarterback that's had a serious injury, um, protecting him and that injured body part, because it's always going to be injured, even though it's fixed, it's still going to be right. a cause of concern. It, it's, import, it's imperative that that line's a brick wall, that it does not move. So to have the problem of too many men stepping up to the plate to defend the elbow, great. Yeah, the more the merrier. Yeah. The more the merrier. Can we start all of them? Just have yeah. everyone in the line. Circle around. <laughs> um, Seriously. Speaking of protecting the quarterback, last week Benny Snell did a pretty good job at protecting Ben on the blitzes. Love to see it. He had a hell of a game, 113 yards last week. Then yeah. this week, James Conner feeling healthy. He's back. He starts, of course, has a great game. But we see, yep. I think, two snaps from Benny Snell. He had, fumble, he, had, right? he had three rushes for five yards. Yeah, he is, he does fumble quite a bit, um, oh, unfortunately. But what do you see as far as a running back perspective for the Steelers going forward? Do you think the running back back committee works, or do you like that they 
play counter for most of the downs, then you just mix in Snell and Samuels for like five total carries a game. I'm on the fence because um, when I've talked about it recently, I've been very vocal about the fact that I do prefer running back by committee um, for this particular situation with having James Connor. Um, because a healthy James Connor is a great James Connor, but he can't stay healthy if he's being run into the ground and it doesn't take much to run him into the ground. So I would have liked to have seen more of Benny Snell. I would have liked to have seen even a little bit more of Jalen Samuels. And I'd like to see Anthony McFarlane period at some point. Um, so for me with, with having those four guys, I prefer running back by committee, just not the Steelers way. So having the knowing that that's that that's not a direction they're likely to go in utilizing Derek Watt is so important he on the in the Giants game he was creating um routes for Benny Snell that were perfect they were so in sync with each other they were tied to each other it was beautiful it was how he was getting those really great runs including the one I think he ended up fumbling on thank goodness for Juju Derek Watt was instrumental in those in the running game so if we're going to continue with keeping a healthy James Conner doing the majority of the snaps, Derek Watt needs to be utilized a lot more. I know some people say if you have your fullback on the field, it gives away that you're going to be running, but we already have a pretty predictable yeah, run, run, pass <laughs> option. So, yeah, I don't really Let care. Let him about know that. it's coming. Just put Derek Watt in the way and create a hole. Like, and yeah. we yeah. saw none of Derek Watt last game, and a lot of no. people online were not happy about it. We paid the guy $3 million this year yep. for what, to sit on the bench? Like, we have him. He's a great – he's top at his position. There's not many at his position, but he's a top player at that position. Uh, and when we've seen when he's in, the run game works. And when the yep. run game works, the pass game works. And when all those things exactly. work together, we win by 30 fucking points. Yeah, where's I want Derek Watt? I need he is so necessary, and using him this weekend will be the difference maker. I think. Yeah, and it's literally not just the Steelers. I know to be true, but I don't know why nobody, no teams utilize their fullback like in its in, in the, their entirety. Yeah, he's not just there to you know set up good blocks. You can literally. Third and one, feed it to your fullback, fake pitch. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's that's what the Raiders do. The fullback right? screens. The Raiders, like, he says, right? They yeah, did. The Raiders yeah. literally just did that last night. They threw oh, yeah? the, first, the first touchdown, went to their fullback. Yeah. He, Weird. He ran up the block. No, There was nobody that came at him. He ran straight into the end zone, and he just threw it to him. It was like a three-second play. And that's what I'm saying. Like It's so concrete in today's NFL that – the fullback is not a threat. He's not going to do anything. He's simply there as a body to block. No. Fucking no. Utilize him. It's a great position to use. Might even be a better position to use now that people do think it's not a threat because you can really surprise people right, like yeah. the Raiders did. That's what I'm, no yeah. one's blocking Absol- that player. Absolutely. Well, it's yeah, kind of but- like uh, – sorry, I cut you off. Um, no, yeah, you're good. It's like you know some teams have the tight end that's their blocking tight end. Well, why don't mm-hmm. you get somebody who can just do it both? I mean, I know that's easier said than done, but like, why are you going to have one blocking tight end and one tight end to catch the ball? Like, hey, can I add to that real quick? Because I tie you were with me. How awesome was it to see Nick Vanette fucking trip up <laughs> when they were going to throw to him, and he fell? He, he just fell by himself when he fucking turned after the block. That was, that was honestly seeing Nick Vanette 
not do well. I mean, he didn't get hurt or anything, but see him not make catches or plays made me so happy because I was so I was so pissed off about all the bad things he had to say after he left the Steelers. Yes, I agree. But, like, dude, like, I get you were unhappy, but do you understand the situation we're coming into? Yeah. But, come on. He also got lit up by, was it Hilton? Mike Hilton? He tried to block Mike Hilton and he shed that and... Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah. I fucking love Mike Hilton. I'm getting Mike hit. Hilton was on fire. Next jersey, Mike Hilton, for sure. I have so much Another respect person for on defense that people need to talk about more is Tyson Alou He is so, oh, so good. I am like Money. incredible. He's so good. The whole Did defensive he? front. I yeah. mean, who was the guy? What's the other guy? Adani. We saw him in the first game. Looked pretty good. Yes, yes, yes. You mean Ola? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't know his first name. Yeah, I just read the jersey. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the whole front is they're all capable of doing it. It's mm-hmm. awesome to see. Awesome to see. But uh, back to this running thing. Okay. We need to see the fullback more, definitely. Yes. Especially <laughs> this weekend. Like you said, I want to see some brother-on-brother fucking football. Yes. I want to see Derek Watt bashing JJ, opening the hole for – not. I'll rephrase that. I'm gonna, I spit. <laughs> I'm gonna rephrase that. I want to see him bashing him to cre- create the hole. That still sounds weird. Make the hole for him to run through. We want. We want to see the Steeler Watt brothers come out on top. That also sounds. Weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, though. I want to see him fucking go. I shouldn't do that either. <laughs> I want to see him going at. I'm gonna yeah, stop. You get it. We see where you're going with that. I, okay, thank you. Because yeah. everything that comes out of my mouth right now is a sexual innuendo, <laughs> it's just not true. even yeah. on purpose. That's just it's not game of it current service. It's just football. <laughs> um. I was uh, gonna say with the whole running game, quick. It's Ty. You said you, like, why don't you go out and get like an elusive fullback or something? You know, they have a blocking tight end and a receiving tight end. Want you have? We have four, five running backs. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I can't confirm their heights and weights, but throw Benny at the fullback or Jalen at the fullback mm-hmm. while James is the tailback or even run a three running back set, drop a tight end. I don't know. Play action. Both blocking. The other one goes out. Like Especially when you have Samuels who can actually catch the ball. Bro, and throw interceptions. That's what I'm saying. Well, I think it all just <laughs> – yeah, that's very true. <laughs> There's so many elusive players. It's like you have a whole backfield of talent. Use them. So and multifaceted. What that comes down to, I think, is just play calling. And again, mm-hmm. I hate to keep sounding like a fucking broken record, but everybody no, online. You're, you don't sound like a broken record. Everybody exactly online is just is. Ups, all upset because Randy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing with their play calling. Should we call the Jalen Samuels special? Yeah. Still a wildcat? And Dude. they're not... They're, I mean, everyone online is correct. Our play calling is trash. Like you said, Ellie, it's so predictable. Run, run, pass. Run, run, and pass. If you, like they, they settled. They were content after the Chase Claypool touchdown. Yep. If you go back, literally have all the drives, drive summary, they ran the ball through a five-yard out, like punted it away. Like, mm-hmm. what do you – and then an interception. And then, like, no, you keep – Learned it in high school, man. The Gator roll. You know what I would love to keep see? is if they Chopping down back. and keep going. Don't take your foot off the pedal. I, I wish that we go back to Wayne Martavis Bryant. How first play, 
go long, go fucking deep. Yeah, dude, to Chase Claypool or Deontay Johnson, who, by the way, Chase Claypool is working out way too nicely. But yeah, yeah, he, the dude is a amazing. Good addition. Nice draft pick. Yes. A great draft good. pick. He is a, awesome. And not only at receiver, so on fast. special teams, Tapia, when we were watching the game, yeah. I told you, I was like, dude, he is running down and making tackles on every punt, every kickoff. Yeah. He is in it. He is what Johnny Holton wants. <laughs> yes. Well, he wishes he was. Yeah. He's uh, Johnny Holton if he gained like 80 pounds and grew five inches. Yeah. Five inches at least. Yes, minimum. Yeah, yeah he just, he, he Chase Claypool is, is awesome. Um, I know that some people have said, well, they were OPIs on both of his catches. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> welcome to football. You mean it's yeah. officially is never going to be that specific. I will say there was a referee right there, right there, and he didn't say anything. So neither did the commentators. Nobody mentioned it. But Bengals fans. So <laughs> I would argue that it's okay for this one. Um, but I saw on the sidelines when, bear in mind he's a rookie, and this is why I think this is so cool, but on the sidelines after the, um, I think it was when Edmonds made this, when it was, I think when Edmonds made the sack, um, he was actually um, waving goodbye to the Broncos on the sidelines. And I'm like, our rookie is doing that. I love that. Like he's so invested that he's like, "Yeah, I've been here for years. Watch me wave goodbye." Yeah. To my opponent. Just love trolling the shit out of Denver. Yeah. I love it. I love his energy. His energy's it's, it's infectious. Yeah, it's like he feels when like he's been that, on the team for years. When he had that rush last week to uh, secure the game, there's like 40 seconds mm-hmm. left, and he when, just yeah, when he yeah, almost took yeah. to the house. <laughs> I was like, God damn, what was that? Yeah. Dude, the dude is fast. Oh, he <laughs> runs a four, 4.4340. 4, yeah, but everyone, everyone's always like, that's his his you know breakaway sprint speed. What's he got around the corner type thing, and it still looks yeah, like, like a four well, four I around mean, the corner to me. <laughs> probably like four point five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you do after you catch the ball? You, you run. That's yeah. what he did. It's yeah. Yeah. And that right foot in, which is exactly what we yeah, needed. Yeah, that was huge. He had three target or three targets, three receptions. Love to see it. And that's Perfect. called being efficient. I uh, mean, just looking at all of the receivers and their targets and receptions, it was, I mean, pretty efficient. Well, I didn't realize though, um, Deontay Johnson had thirteen targets. Yeah, he had he like was, twenty fantasy points for me. It was pretty cool. Yeah, he did yeah. get me a, a few as well. Yeah, he did very well. But it's just like, imagine if that return. Yeah. yeah. In, in, he, it would have been the more. phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. I, and he did have a fumble as well, I think, as yeah. well, which sucked. <laughs> Ellie, we don't talk about that. <laughs> we, we ignore it. We're and, ignoring well, that's it. Actually, we only talk about when Juju fumbles. Yes. Well, that's what I was going to say is, you know, I love all the receivers. I love that we have such a young receiving core. But Deontay, mm-hmm. these first two games, has struggled pretty, pretty hard. I mean, he's had, again, great plays. He's been catching plenty of balls. But that's because Ben keeps throwing him balls, which is great for his morale, you know. You mess up, just keep feeding him, let him get those reps. But, I mean, the first game he muffed that opening kick or punt or whatever. Yeah, it would have been their first drive, first possession, and then luckily the defense only gave up. Right. And, I mean, just dropping some balls, you know, missing routes. But the fact that Ben keeps throwing the ball to him and just keeps feeding him like that, I love that. That's how you yeah. build the confidence. That's leadership. It's like, bro, you're not down. We all yeah. struggle. Like, let's keep going. And it's like, if you, 
you know, and I agree. I'm sure we all could agree that he has Deontay has struggled these first two weeks. But it's like if you're struggling with eight catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown, bro. Yeah, keep struggling. Struggle right. away, but get better each week. Like he is an example of what could have been for Juju's 2019 season if the coaching had had more faith in him, despite the fact that it wasn't Ben throwing because. He's had the same kind of start as what Juju had, but instead they pulled away from Juju last year. They said, okay, he's had these fumbles. It's not great. Step away, focus on our other receivers. This year they've said, okay, his first two touches um, in both games, Deontay fumbled or had some kind of issue and they still used him anyway. And that's how you teach a receiver that um, one or two mistakes is not the end of your career. And it does not mean that you are, now like tarnished and we won't use you because he's still effective he just had a couple of mistakes and you know look at Juju now and he's on this I would say a bit of a comeback season I don't want that I don't want there to be any more comeback seasons for any more of our players I want us to maintain consistency and trust in them regardless of the one or two issues that they had yeah, and because they drafted and drafted them and brought them in for a reason. Yeah, and we know that's how the Steelers work. Like mm-hmm. you play, and I do want to say, like Juju, in the last two games, has been responsible for recovering a, a fumble and um, catching that deflected pass that was meant for Deontay Johnson. Um, it ended up not meaning anything in that instance, but it saved us from potentially giving them a great position on the field. And in the Giants game, it did save the game because it was late in the third. If we'd have passed that ball over to them, who's to say they wouldn't have scored another touchdown? So Juju has really saved the day twice now. And is it safe to say that, you know, aside from, um, or aside from our quarterback and our offensive line, that Juju is the vet on the team? Yeah. And he looks like a, a true leader. Look at the he way does. he supported Deontay after, and cheered for Deontay after his um, touchdown. Look at the way he supports the rest of the team. He is a team player, and that's what you want in a leader. Antonio really Brown could that, never. No, he could. He would he, never. He never did, and he never would. Yeah, there's no yeah. way. He, he, do, he wouldn't have done that for Juju. No. When Juju was a rookie. Or a second year, that was never. No. He never. He Juju wins team MVP and AB starts throwing shit. Like, come on, bro. It's a exactly. team effort, and yeah, that's what's up. There's so many people saying that Juju is the next AB, and it's like, how do you not see the difference? It's worlds apart. But people, people. Don't, I said it to someone yesterday. Juju could run 800 yards in the first half of the Super Bowl. Um, be the only one catching touchdowns, have saved the day, probably thrown a few touchdowns as well, also blocked for Ben and maybe even, uh, you know, ran a safety. And people would still say that Juju was the problem. So he he's on a lose-lose in some people's minds. Some people will never forgive him for the two times he fumbled the ball. Yes, they were important fumbles, and it's, that sucks. It's it just absolutely times. ridiculous. But me. he's still a great receiver, and guess what? Yeah. He is back Backer than ever. I mean, he is killing it already this year. So I would like to say to Mark Madden and his followers, you can all suck it. You can all go kick rocks. Yeah, and you all owe Juju an apology. Each oh, and every one of you. I want him handwritten. Handwritten. Handwritten, hand-delivered. And that's what I was going to say. is like His leadership quality doesn't only stem from what he's doing on the field, but off the field. And that's what a lot of people have issues with, mm-hmm. is him off the field. And it's like, bro, 
he's a human. He's having fun with it. Would you like, I mean, Pittsburgh, Sidney Crosby's not on social media at all. And he's at the top of his game. However, Juju is not Sidney Crosby. He's not the greatest of all time, but he's the greatest of right now for us. And he's doing everything he can for members of the community on the field and off the field. It's unbelievable. I can't believe that somebody could hate somebody that's doing so much good. Yeah. I mean, his cereal's for charity, right? Yeah, the Jumpin' Jujus. The Jumpin' Jujus. Did you hear, this is one of the things that I really kind of like about not having fans is you can hear a little bit more what what the players are saying. And yeah, yeah. during the Giants game, the code word they used for Juju when he would start moving across the line was cereal. So they would start yelling to each other like, cereal, cereal, and it would be an indication that Juju was like on the move or on the go or whatever uh, he was doing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I didn't realize that, that. is. Really I heard awesome. that, but I, yeah, I wasn't like I didn't yeah. put two and two together. That's oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Did you put Jew and Jew together? No, the cereal part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the thing about Juju is he just he has fun with it, and I think when yeah. you get to the professional level in sports, old people, a lot like of that. people, especially old people, tend to forget that these people are playing this game because they love it like this is what makes them happy and yes it's their profession but also they're allowed to have fun with it it's a game like the the same goes for baseball and people bitching about people bat flipping after home runs or whatever it's like hitting a home run on a three-oak it's like yeah because to that guy he's in his backyard at eight years old with a wiffle ball bat playing with his friends and he just hit the walk-off home run in the world series of backyard wiffle ball like same thing Mm -hmm. like yep they they're doing it because they love it and they have fun with it like, let them exactly. have fun. Let them have fun. I agree. And now I'll get off my soapbox about it. Um, and I'll get on this soapbox. Okay. Dustin Cole quit. Was yes. it worth it? <laughs> I mean, Honestly, I was going to say Marquette King. Listen, I'm a Marquette King guy. fan, always Marquette have been. King. And he booms the ball like 80 yards. Why He's is he so not on good. a team, first of all? And second of all, why do we get rid of Jordan Berry for old man Cole quit, who's just doing the same thing Berry was? I don't get it. Yeah, not a lot of difference between the two so far. I really haven't like been, haven't certainly looked, haven't looked at Colquitt and been like, thank goodness for you. Like I yeah. haven't gotten there yet, but maybe he's also taking the rust off like Joe Hayden. <laughs> maybe, but I mean, as a veteran and when you have just the terrible. one job that you could practice all off season, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, punt. and I'm somebody who appreciates a really good punt. Like, I think it's taken for granted, the punter position. And when there's a great punt, I, I appreciate it to its yep. fullest. I have not seen – I saw one, I think, in the first game out of him where I was like, that was a pretty good punt. That was – we need that position. Well, I I, I, he had one bad – he had one really bad punt moment where it literally went out of bounds at, like, 50. And then yes. he had one that nobody on special teams, like, saw where the ball was and it ended up rolling out of the out of the end zone. Uh, I forgot. I, I, don't, I can't remember if it was the first, second half. But I was like, "Yo, like, how the fuck does nobody see that? Like, it literally was like bouncing." I was, in. Yeah, I saw that. That was on Sunday, and nobody yeah. was around it. And I was like, "Really? Like, that would have been prime position." He, but that's not his fault. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, "Come on!" I was like, "We could have fucking." I was like, "We literally could have put them at like the two. Yeah, that sucked. I don't know. Um, remains to be seen. It's been two weeks. This is also a new team for him, so 
let's give him a couple of weeks to figure it out, I guess. But yeah, it's n- nothing, nothing that he has done. Jordan Barry couldn't do. Right. Yeah. And I just did a quick Google search. Naturally. It's what I'm best at. And, um, Jordan Barry's contract, it was two years, 3.7 mil. So for a year, it was 1.8. Dustin Colquitt, his contract is 10 fi- or a million fifty. So he's cheaper. Yeah. Which, which I'm sure has a lot to do with a business and how it's run. <laughs> Especially when it comes to millions of dollars. Especially and, when it comes to the broke Steelers. <laughs> yes. And Marquette King, it says uh, in 2018, the Broncos signed him to a three-year worth seven mil. Like, oh. eh. Yeah, well, he just offered to play football for free. So so did A.B. There's got to be more underlying issues. There <laughs> is with A.B. Maybe he's got the same rap sheet. <laughs> plus, plus, King, like, pimps all his, uh, all his kicks afterwards. Well, that's the biggest – that's the most common response I've seen to why is he not on a team, and it would be just like, oh, because he gets excited like Juju and dances. Like, oh, yeah, so bro, cool. you, you see a corner – again, you watch Terrell Admins the next time he gives up a 20-yard pass, but he tackles the guy. He's going to get up all hyped like, oh, yeah, I, I had a big hit. Like, that's – no. well, first off – Vince William did. does it. Vince Williams does it. But that's what I'm saying. All – everybody – does it you make a big play you celebrate it as you should yeah as you fucking should that's why in bat the bat flip after you hit a 450 foot bomb off of an ace like yeah you celebrate. it's so hard to do as long as you don't um celebrate prematurely that i see no problem with it i always remember that time where we had the um we played the bears and we they blocked our field goal and ran all the way to the end zone and he celebrated before he stepped into the end zone and we tackled him and i'm like michael that was september 24th do you remember that game michael of 2018 or 2017 because that was the first regular that was a regular first regular season game i've ever been to and that's the same game that the steelers stayed in the locker room for the national anthem yeah oh was it was it the same game yeah michael i was there Wow, I didn't Wearing know my Steelers bumblebee jersey in Chicago, like an just in Chicago. Yeah, risky. <laughs> it was so hot too. It's just miserable. I do remember it being very sunny. I remember that. I know the fucking ending to that game. The G dang Bears too, man. That was tough. <sighs> the hometown was, team. The Bears That's when the Bears utilized Tariq Cohen, and he was good. They just signed him to like a pretty big defense. contract. It's because he's the best player on their team. That's not true. Who? Yes, it is. Allen Robinson. Yes. Yeah, he's great. Khalil Mack. What did he do last year and this year? Nothing. I think he's ahead. Or no, he's right below TJ in sacks, for what it's worth. Well, it's because TJ's got one sack. Maybe it's not sacks then. Something. Something with pass rushing. You get it. I'm a headlines guy. You know that. Yeah. Okay. Facts. However, September 24th, terrible date. Yes. Um... Let's do predictions quick, and then we'll wrap up with a little trivia. Um, but okay. predictions for this this Sunday's game, right? We're at home again. Correct me if yep. I'm wrong. Uh, the Houston Texans 0-2. Final score, what are you thinking? Steelers are um, four-point favorites, by the way. Okay. They didn't cover last week. Yikes. They were six this and one, a half. This one is really tricky because, like we said in the beginning, 
0-2 Texans team. I don't. I, I never want to predict a loss because that's just too negative. So I'm going to say a really close win. <laughs> we did it a lot last year. <laughs> yeah, that was last year was a given. I mean, no offense to you. Um, well, yeah, a lot of offense to our team. Um, but um, this, this, oh, the Texans, great. Um, I'm going to say something like 21-24 or something like that, Steelers. Like a really low-scoring close game. I don't see it being a, a blowout, and I don't want to predict a loss because that's too negative. But, I was, oh, was going to say 2017 Steelers. Yeah, something like that. Low, close, yep. Boys, gentlemen. Yeah, Pia, go ahead. We'll go 29-20. 29. Explain to me how you would get to 29 points. Three touchdowns, two field goals, and a touchback. A safety, you mean? Safety, yeah. We did have one. We did have one on Sunday. So that's a bold prediction. Four, you get, uh, well, I'm just four touchdowns, and one of them you go for two. That, I, I'm just thinking that O line sucks. Like we're. It's true. It's a good way. point. The O line does suck. Our our defense is going to have a field day with that O line. Yeah, I, I I even though Deshaun Watson is my fantasy quarterback, I hope <laughs> he sees all the fucking ghosts on Sunday. <laughs> he is a he is a quarterback though that can take a hit. I mean, yeah. last year he was there was that one time when he was sacked and he bounced up like it was nothing. Yeah, the the oh two guys that hit him. But, yeah, but he's never been fucking hit by Bud Dupree. That guy, that guy <laughs> so puts true. guys out of the game. That's true. That's true. That's that, that guy's a murderer. Yeah, it's Drew Locke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. That bless him. When two hundred and what is it? Two hundred and. How, how much does Bud Dupree weigh? Like two seventy? Yeah, two seventy. Yeah, we literally that looked it up like two days. Your shoulder is going to take ago. you out. That's for sure. He does not. I I honestly thought he weighed like two thirty, two forty. When, yeah, when I saw him, two seventy. I was like, holy shit! Yeah. That's pure I, muscle. It is. It has to be because he's not like a. He doesn't have like a Cam Hayward stance. You know, like he's kind of streamlined for a guy who's two seventy. I would say. Even I saw a picture of Hayward the other day some like team picture and he was looking so skinny i was like he looks like he really? lost like 30 pounds i, I mean, don't know after that interception he can do whatever he wants huh? yeah, like, <laughs> you didn't see his on that interception yeah that was so good do got up yeah per google cam hayward's 288 and dupree's 267 267 okay so yeah. almost the same damn that's insane like they do. Point. They are, do not look the same at no. all. So. <laughs> totally <laughs> different bodies. Yeah. <laughs> How much does TJ Watt weigh? TJ Watt. I'd venture to say 240. 245. 250. 252. Damn. You weigh 252 pounds? That's crazy. That is insane. Oh. Well, when you have muscles on your muscles, I guess it makes sense. Like, if I weighed 250 pounds, it would all be in my midsection. How much does Alejandro Villanueva uh, weigh? I'm just going to type in Al. 285. Two, yeah, 288. Yeah, 285. Oh, th- is he in threes? No, three. he three. 290. 320. What? 6'9", oh, 3'20". He's 6'9". Okay, well, that's the same. Zach Banner is six nine and in that same rank. That make, yeah, okay, I would see that now. 
Dude, that is a hey, massive, massive hey, human being. How much does Chase Claypool weigh? Chase I think Claypool? That, I think he's 240. He has to be at least 240. I'm going to say... 235. 235. That's my guess. 239. 238. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I study these people. Yeah, she's, uh, she's been looking these up. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> She's like, I'll just be off Mike by Tomlin one weigh? so they don't catch on to what I'm doing here. <laughs> you say Mike Tomlin? Yeah, how much Mike Tomlin weigh? Does Mike Tomlin have to tell people? <laughs> yeah, he probably doesn't have to disclose that. I'll bet it's on his Wikipedia anyway. <laughs> I'm on his Wikipedia right now. Um, I'm guessing 220, 230. Listen, hey, I weigh just under 220. Tomlin's got to weigh more than me. About to get virus. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I feel like he would not have to disclose yeah. that information. It's not yeah, that important, Michael. I can't find it. That's fine. However, TJ and Bud are both six four, and Bud's two sixty seven, and TJ's two fifty. Those are big guys. Mm-hmm. Big fellas. Big. It's like mm-hmm. a 15, 17 pound difference. Holy shit. Zach Banner six eight three forty four. What's Devin Bush? Holy shit. Holy I know Devin Bush is shorter. Yeah, he is kind of short. He's 5'10". He's 5'10", 5'11", 234. Yeah. Interesting. All right. It's crazy. All-American linebacker. Let's do some trivia. What What say you? Um, again, these, are, these questions are for everybody. Ellie, for don't feel like worth. you have to answer. I hate to interrupt, but my prediction is that they still oh, win like 35 to 21. Sorry, dude. Didn't that mean to skip nice. over you there. You straight away from my, it. My, my first guess in my head was actually 34 to 20. You say 35? 35 to 21 would be my guess. A shootout. You don't think any field goals from the Steelers, just tutters? So you're telling me I should bet the over? Uh, the over is 45. So, Damn. yeah. I put over last week. I, I need know. some field goals because I have Boswell as my <laughs> so. Well, he'll get I, plenty I of like, extra points. I didn't think about oh, yeah. it. I'm sure there's a way to reach 35. With some field goals. With. I'm not a math talk. guy. I'm not even going to try. I'm not a math guy. Yeah, doesn't. Yeah, no. I, Suck at that. When people ask me what I think a score will be, I hit panic mode because I'm like, I can't do multiples of seven and I'm not really sure. So just say seven zero. I mean, you, plus you have to take into account that Boswell might miss an extra point. There could yeah. be a safety. There could be like, yeah, we could go knows. for an extra, We could go for two points. Yeah. We could go for two. That's what yeah. they call scoregami, right? When there's a brand new score. No, I think it was called happened. Beat the Swami or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Berman. Uh, all right. Here we go. Question number one. So, by the way, these cards are ranked either a one, a two, a three, or a seven. The lower the number, the easier it is. So we're starting with ones. What Hall of Fame running back did the Steelers acquire in 1996 trade with the Rams? Oh, Jerome Bettis. Oh, yeah. Jerome Bettis. Uh, all, okay. If you don't get this one, we have problems. Although not officially retired, the number 43 has not been issued to a member of the Steelers since the retirement of what all-time great? That's a tough one. (laughs) The guy from the Head and Shoulders commercial. Get your poster out now. 
It could be anybody. That's a good, that's a good time for that. Thanks for a reminder. I want to show you the poster Michael gave me. It's old. <laughs> along with okay. everything else on his wall. Yeah, along him. with everything you see behind me. Okay. Tell me this isn't the most handsome man in all of the Pittsburgh metro land area. Oh, sensational. From top That's to bottom. Badass. It couldn't get better, could it, really, honestly? My God. Frame. I was going to say, the only way it could get better if, is if it was in a frame and that sticker on tie your bottom right would come off. I'm just going to do the rest of the podcast like this. <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> looking at your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> way better. His hair is way better, too. I have that. I have that image on a t-shirt that's sick i used to have it on my door when i was younger and it would scare the shit out of me at night (laughs) as it should as it should thought he was coming up the middle blitz your ass (laughs) i was just gonna go to the bathroom but i was like no troy looks scary probably not (laughs) okay okay here's another one from that same card uh, what nickname for the Steelers' defensive line came about as the result of a 1971 contest sponsored by WTAE, whatever that is? What What was the lineman? What nickname for the Steelers' defensive line? Steel Curtain. Steel Curtain. Okay. Easy. Those were ones. We're moving See, on. See, I just teams. have a I have a problem in my entire life with taking quizzes and tests because I just don't understand the question the first time it's read. <laughs> Yeah, I also like I get memory loss when I'm under pressure. Well, especially when you can't. Even if I'm, I was gonna say, even if I'm reading it on a piece of paper, it's like, oh shit. (laughs) What does that say? (laughs) Doesn't help that Ty has the most boring, boring voice ever. Yeah, Ty, come on, spice it up for you. Act like a game show host. What Homestead native spent 11 of his 15 NFL seasons as a quarterback with the Steelers, never starting more than two games in a year. I love it, by the way. I love it. <laughs> I'll read it in a normal voice. Never it's probably s- easier to understand. What Homestead native spent 11 of his 15 NFL seasons as a quarterback with the Steelers, never starting more than two games in a year? Is it Charlie? It is Charlie Batch. Wow. It's Charlie Batch. The greatest backup quarterback? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's phenomenal. Great podcast, too. Who was like, yeah. Or isn't he a radio host or something? Well, he's not on the entertainment, I'll tell you that. I don't know what you told me, man. <laughs> oh, no. We follow him on Twitter, is all I know. Along with like 900 other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's quite a few. Uh, in 2001, what Whiteouts became the first Steelers pair to post 1,000 yards receiving in the same season? And we've had this one before, so you two can't answer. No, don't say that because I don't know the answer. <laughs> one of... t- oh, God, it could be anybody. I mean, I'm really bad. I'm so bad at quizzes. This is me too. I I couldn't get this one. Michael, what say you? Heinz and Plax. Heinz Ward and Plax. Yeah, I'd have said Heinz, but I wouldn't have said I wouldn't have. I think when Michael read this one to us prior, I said Heinz, but I was like, I don't. That's all. I I think actually I've done a quiz with that exact same question in it, and I um, got it wrong because they offered Heinz as like Heinz and someone as two options, and I don't think I picked Plax. So. Shout out Plaxco and his OnlyFans account. And his only fans. <laughs> <laughs> he actually, that's it. It's just Plaxico, like trivia. That's what his OnlyFans is. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would be amazing if that's what that Yeah, I'd actually was. subscribe. I should because I didn't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, so before I tie your next question, Ellie, this is the beauty of if we don't know the question, 
that's cool because it's just us learning now we're learning information mm-hmm. yeah that's true take it and run with it uh this I'm one funny. is geared towards michael i'd say oh, but uh, what steelers five-time pro bowl defensive lineman answer to the nickname big snack oh it's not number 98 ellie you know this this one I do know who Big Snack is because he didn't he just get nominated for the Hall of Fame. That I cannot confirm, but I I'm know sure who did. it is. Um, I don't know his name. Uh, I know his, his initials are CH. That doesn't no. That <laughs> wouldn't help me either. Casey Hampton. Yeah, I'm so sure. Let me just check that. But I think he just got nominated for the Hall of Fame. That's even greater. We should have known that. There's a piece like, of trivia that I had no idea about. Like Steph well, let's it, just check first that I'm not. Steph Tewitt is, I don't think, as large um, as he is, but he remi- Steph Tewitt reminds me a lot of Casey Hampton, just disrupting the center. Oh, I might be wrong. I'm sorry. I could have sworn I saw him on the list. Big Snack, former nose tackle, 12 seasons for the Steelers, played at University of Texas. He's 325. That was my nickname in high school. I was always snacking. (laughs) Old lumpy bag big snack. In 2014, what former Pitt running back became the Philadelphia Eagles all-time leading rusher? Yes, he he has been nominated. My bad. Sorry to interrupt you. Awesome. Yeah. There you go. I love it. Ty, if you don't mind. Running back one time. Oh, yeah. Run run that back. No, no, no. Don't be sorry at all. Um 2014, what former Pitt running back became the Philadelphia Eagles' all-time leading rusher? Currently in the NFL today. Last, last year he was a Chief. the Tampa Bay Bucks. Is he? Is I'm he? almost positive. Um, a former Steeler? No, no, no. Pitt, Pitt Panther College. Pitt Panther. Oh, you've lost me. Yes. Yeah, I don't – me too. He, I don't follow he college. Is, he is one of – Three running backs in Tampa Bay right now. Is he one, two, or three? Three. Uh, three. Which is crazy considering he just won a Super Bowl. Uh, LaShawn McCoy. No, I'd have never got that. Yeah. Product of Pitt. Product of Pitt. All right. We're moving on to threes. Uh oh. I mean, I, I had no idea, but I wanted to just keep asking questions. Yeah, so LaShawn McCoy runs the same 40 time as Chase Claypool. Who does? That's, Which that's is? Discussed. Shady McCoy. LaShawn McCoy runs a 4-4-5 per... He runs or ran? Right. I mean, ran, because I'm sure he doesn't run it every morning. <laughs> like... I don't know. Hey, Ellie, you want to know a fun fact? Yes. Ty can run. He <laughs> can run a what? A four seven forty. Listen, I told them that I think I could. <laughs> I think I told them that I think I could run a four seven forty. And every everyone who I've said this to has laughed in my face, but I'm pretty convinced. When I was at the pro bowl, they do give you the chance to like test it out, but I was I, like, I told oh them, no, I'm tired. <laughs> bring the cones and the stopwatch. Let's go. Okay, Michael, this one's for you too. Whose eight-yard run produced the first regular season touchdown ever scored at Heinz Field? The first ever touchdown was a rushing touchdown by who at Heinz Field? Yes. Basically, yeah. Um, Um, 
I, that's pretty... F Vron Haynes. Cordell Stewart. He had the first ever touchdown at Heinz, and it was a rushing touchdown? First regular season touchdown I ever scored at Heinz Field. You want to know why? Because he's the most that. versatile player to ever play in the NFL. <laughs> Something got, tells me that's hit, not correct. I got Cordell and Plaxico's autograph just sitting right over here. You should sell it, dude. Two most val valuable pieces I have. What linebacker intercepted a fourth quarter pass from Jake Plummer, there's a name, to help lock up the Steelers' win over the Broncos in the 2005 ACF AFC Championship? Goodness grief. It's not one of these. No, it's Larry. Yeah. Larry Foot. Foot? Oh. <laughs> I was going to say it's either between Lamar or Larry. Lamar Woodley or Larry Foot. Good old Larry Foot. Good old Footman. <laughs> Bro, their linebackers have always been, since I've been watching the Steelers, their linebackers have always been top tier. They're so good. Okay, here's here's one for the crowd. On November 14th, 2004, what Steelers linebacker was ejected following a pregame fight opening the door for James Harrison's first career start? He also got shot like Plaxico, but he didn't shoot himself. Yes. Oh, God. He got shot outside a bar in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> they shot me in Denver. <laughs> what was he saying? Yeah. This was in a book I was just reading. Number 55. Not Devin Bush. Oh, gosh. I've just read about this as well. Mr. Um, Joey Porter. Yeah. Of course it was Joey. Joey Porter was... Yes, of course he was. <laughs> yeah, of course. He, he seems Bless like Joey the kind Porter. of guy who might get himself into a sticky situation. Another person who may or may not be nominated for the Hall of Fame, I feel like. Did, uh, did I, I feel before? like that. I feel like I did hear that. Yeah, I think, I think the really name of the potential people. I really should have brought it up, but I... Didn't they also get into a fight outside a bar like three years ago, like after a game? In Denver and got shot? <laughs> That's what we're talking uh, about. Oh, really? It was that recent? No, it wasn't three years ago. It was when no. he was playing. No, oh. yeah, yeah, no. I, I'm saying he got into an actual fight, too. Because I know, like, uh, was his name? Haley got into a fight at a Oh, yeah, at the Cowboy? Or what was that bar? I know what you're... I don't think Joey Porter got in a fight that time. Oh, was that Haley then? That I'm thinking? Yes, Todd Haley did get in a fight. <laughs> His old yeah, ass. He did. Uh, yeah, that's who you're thinking of. Speaking of Hall of Fames, Heath Miller is eligible next year in 2021. Yes. For the yeah, Hall send of Fame. it. Yeah, send it. Just sign and it. And that's, now. I mean, that's, he's predominantly the reason that I say utilize the tight ends now because Ben loved Heath and they were so successful together. I love they Heath were. bars, they're delicious. All right, we got two also, left here. Also, that is the most fucking wild thing I've ever heard. Not, that's not actually true. I hate Heath bars, but it, it made for a good pun. I was going to say overrated, just like uh, fucking Twizzlers. Yo, the Twizzler pull apart, the peels are the best. Oh, All right. Even more overrated. Wow. Let me guess, you like black licorice, Tapia? No, no, that's, <laughs> that's definitely the worst, too. Fuck that. Do you, do you like Jolly Ranchers? Because I hate Jolly Ranchers, too. How fucking dare you? The blue ones are the best. Uh, also garbage. You're I garbage. Mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. All right, this one's for all you music fans out there. On August 18th, 2001, what musical group performed in the first event ever held at Heinz Field? 
Is it a country group? It is not a country group. Ooh. No, I, I, no, I have no clue. Uh, is that them? Hang on, I gotta, I gotta Google. Oh, yeah, I, I gotta Google. It is. I already did. This and I'm not gonna answer it. <laughs> Why did you Google? Bye, 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 because bye, I wanted bye, to bye. fucking know. Oh my god! I thought it was I, Backstreet Boys. Close. Other one. In sync. In sync. Yeah. No. Really? I, I had to look up if that was actually in sync that song. August 18, 2001. <laughs> Michael knows because it was his first concert. <laughs> coincidentally, they were also the last band to perform at Three Rivers. Oh. How about oh. that? That's kind of sick. Any of them Steelers fans, or is that just like a thing? That's a really good question. It's like, <laughs> they don't strike me as the football type. It's like maybe the Steelers <laughs> are just thinking, yeah, who should we have? <laughs> I feel like we would have known by now if they maybe were. That's true because we know everyone else in like the celebrity world who's a Steelers fan. Yeah, they were an American boy band formed in Orlando, Florida, and launched in Germany. So the more you know, the more you know. Listen, we're all about learning here. That's why we do these trivia questions. Mm-hmm. Last one for the day. Uh, again, more of a Michael one, I think. Probably, <laughs> this is tough. I don't even know who this is. Who is the only player to be on the Steelers roster for both Super Bowl 30 in 1996 and Super Bowl, I guess XL. that's 40, in 2006? Would that be Jerome? No. It's exactly who I would have said, too. Yeah, I would have said Jerome. 96 and 06. Yeah. Uh, Let's see if I can. Uh, I'll give you a hint here. A hint without giving it away. Ninety-six out of six. His first name is also part of his last name. Willie Williams. No, no. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> no. Oh, gosh. People are going to really think we don't actually know anything about We this. don't. And you know what? We found that out uh, a couple weeks ago. We had. <laughs> when we started this? Yeah, well, when we started this. But <laughs> we had this guy from Twitter, Rumbunter. He's a Pirates blogger on. And he nice. didn't get a single Pirates baseball question wrong. And we asked him questions that were like, in you... 1968, who did this? The only one he got wrong was like the 19... 1905. Yeah. yeah, the 1905 question. And I was like, I, you just see, made a... There's some like random things that I know from like the early days of the Steelers, like the 50s and stuff like that. But it, it's totally random. It's just things that just stick in my brain for no reason. I pretty much it's know... usually I do with uniforms. <laughs> me and yeah, Joe like... Green, Troy Palomalu, Heinz Ward. Like, that's what I got for you. Well... Yeah, that's as far as like time frames and in, in Steelers history, that's all I got for you. What else, Antonio? Again, Mine would be based on what uniform like, they're wearing. Oh, which you are a big you. uniform person, aren't you? I am. That's how I like. That's you how play I good. You look better. Yeah. Did we ask matters. you this last time? Which one's your favorite jersey? Yeah, it was the color rush. So, what jersey have you? 
That's what I wore the past two weeks, Color Rush, Yeah, right? me too. I'm in Color Rush at the moment. The color, was... color Rush, TJ Watt. Um, color Rush, Big Ben. Okay, yes. so that answers my question. Which which jersey have you been wearing? So obviously week three, you're rolling with the Color Rush, Big Ben, right? Yeah, and then I have my best friend who I live with. She's in my home TJ. Mm. Nice. Yeah. There you go. So, bless her, because she doesn't even watch, but I'll just throw it at her <laughs> like, put it on, don't say anything. She's like, got it, got it. <laughs> Well, she like was I... like running errands in it, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Please put it on. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I went to Alex's, and their dog's wearing a Steeler sweater. I was like, yeah. If I could, I would. If I could, I would. <laughs> so my my fiance wears the Big Ben uh, home jersey. I I have a Heath Miller one I bought last year, but the two times, actually three times, I wore it. They lost. So. Yeah, it's got to go. You have yeah, to get well, that dry cleaned. Well, yeah, I, w- I won't wear it during game day anymore. No, it has to be dry cleaned. The bad omens need to go before you wear that. You got to yeah. boil it. <laughs> yeah. Throw it in the oven for 20. Yeah, you really do. Not, I'm not joking. <laughs> we need to clean that one out. Get all the bacteria and bad shit off of it. Boil yeah. it. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> well, I went over but there yeah. and- I didn't even have my terrible towel. Him and his fiance both fucking with the towels. I'm like, dude. It's because you left yours on the wall. I I left mine on the wall. Yeah, Yeah. mine's hanging up too, so I haven't been using mine so far. I still got like four more at home. If you want one, Kai, I'll give you one. You you gave me another one two weeks ago. I now have two, but it's just. No no joke. I added six terrible towels to to our wedding registry. (laughs) As you should. Yeah, because, you know, like I have the Super Bowl one. We got the regular. I want. You know, I want Thanksgiving. I want the Christmas. I want the Cinco de Mayo one. Uh, there's just, I want the black one. I got mine signed at the Pro Bowl this year, so I don't want to use it because I, I don't want it to get ruined. So I I can't use it. And then I just I just bought the Hall of Fame Troy one. Sick. Now you need that one signed by Troy. Yeah. I mean, it has like the fake signature on it, but I want it really signed. But so, he's so like elusive that I don't know how I'll ever catch him to get it done. You should email him or his agent or whomever and say, hey, I bought this uh, signed terrible towel. Turns out the signature is fake. Can you actually sign it for me? Yes. <laughs> and maybe he'd bite on it and be like, oh, this poor woman. I'll definitely hook her up with a new signed towel. This poor woman. And then he checks my Twitter and he's like, Oh, she's crazy. I can't. And and, nope, blocker. And hey, if you do talk to him, let him know. Like, he should just call into the podcast one day. We'd love to talk to him. I will. I, I, I have um, a signed book from him, actually, because um, Jim Wexel, who does his, who's doing the biography for Troy and has done um, Steeler Nation, which is a really good book. He had a few copies signed by Troy because they're pretty close. And um, he messaged me one day and he's like, I found a copy. It's signed by Troy. Would you like it? And what? I was like, absolutely. So he sent it to me. So that's yeah, amazing. That's like, that's like probably the best day that I could ever imagine. It it's was like, awesome. You just check your phone. Hey, can I send you a signed Troy Palomalu book? Yeah. I yes, couldn't yes. believe it. <laughs> yes, please. Now. I was like, absolutely. Like That's up- crazy. Was that on Twitter you said? Yeah, on Twitter, he, t- he just um, messaged me and said, like, you, you should have it. So I said, yes, please. <laughs> I don't know who that man is. I, it doesn't matter. Shout out to him. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, out that to is awesome. incredible. Yeah, he um, he did it. He covers the Steelers and covered them a lot during Troy's, um, t- during the time that Troy played. And complete polar opposite people and you would be surprised that that's like Troy's favorite sports journalist and yet they're very different people and very just like polar opposite kind of individuals but Troy like really appreciated him so I guess 
he allows him to sign things and do stuff like that for him because they kind of built up a little bit of respect. So worked for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, worked out in your favor. That's incredible. I mean, shit. So Speaking of your that social media, that would be my media. dream person to like meet would be Troy Polamalu. Oh, I thought I thought you meant the author. I was like, really? <laughs> oh, oh, Jim. <laughs> That's it. Oh yeah, that would be super cool. He seems yeah, like yeah. a quiet guy though. Yes, very um, like not shy. I don't know if that's the right word, but keeps to himself. Really, yeah. yeah. Ellie, I know. I don't. You're not. Are you a baseball? I can't remember. Are you a baseball? Fan I, at all? I, but not a pirate. The Rays, right? Because I'm a Rays fan. Uh, yeah. Good year to good be a memory. Rays fan. Yeah. Uh, good year to I was going to say Cole Tucker of the Pirates. Yes. Reminds me of Palomalu just because of his locks, and it's oh like, really? Yeah, it's. I need to see. I've been meaning to make like an edit of something. Like a yeah. side by side. Kind of. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's it's incredible. I wouldn't say it's Palomalu level, but he's on his way. You don't Paul watch Pirates games, Yeah, you're and right. Like, Paul is, his hair is like has meaning, and that's what I appreciate. <laughs> he insured it for a million dollars. worth a million yeah. dollars. Through Lloyds of London, who Through we Lloyds, work yes. for. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? That hair is worth some serious money. Wow. It's, it's incredible. I-, I want it. Give me some. Give it. Because <laughs> he actually, he played with his hair tied up during his rookie season and then he went to I think it was um it must have been a Chargers game or a 49ers game actually I think it was and that's where his family's from San Francisco or they were there and his uncle was like when you were in college and you played with your hair down you played really well since you've put your hair up you have not had such a successful start to your um rookie year and he wasn't having the best rookie year so he said, take your hair down and see what happens. And he had like a standout game and basically never a bad game since. So that's why he played with his hair down because it could be inconvenient. But for him, it has holds special meaning. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And then he got tackled by his hair yeah. returning an interception. Yeah. And yeah. then he insured it for a million and bucks, then he, which is yeah. just <laughs> even better story. That's so yes. sad. I don't have a single thing in my life I could insure for that much money and actually mean it. Probably your podcast equipment. Yeah, all four hundred dollars of it. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Just pay a nice premium on it. I'll pay a dollar premium to insure it for four hundred dollars. Perfect. It's covered (laughs) under my renter's insurance, which I paid a hundred dollars for. I don't know. There you go. You're just like Troy. I'm just just like like Troy. Troy. I'm I'm a great athlete, just like Troy. (laughs) Yeah, you can. I can run a four seven. (laughs) Um. All right. Well. We won't uh, take up too much more of your time here. Thank you so much for coming back on, talking some Steelers football. We'll be in touch. I'm sure this this season we have plenty more to talk about. But uh, your really social media, what's up? Really quick before Ellie plugs her social media, uh, Troy, according to Google, he ran a four three three forty. Wow! What? Oh, that's just that's. Funny. Incredible. <laughs> Ellie just went, ooh. I'm actually I need a three. <laughs> yeah, my my wow. Is that real? For real? And it says people also search for Ike Taylor and it says four point one eight. Ike Taylor, what a fucking dog. Damn. That's my guy. A four one eight? That's actually kind of creepy. Do you know how fast that's Swag and Ike? 
in top article, Bleacher Report, top 25 fastest players in NFL history. Wow. Yeah, I would never have said him. That's surprising. He's number one, I presume? Um, oh, Mike Vick was 11. Ike Taylor's five, only behind Deion Sanders, um, Darrell Green, Bo Jackson, and number one is Bob Hayes, who played from 1965 until 1975. Sounds made up. But he also won the <laughs> 1964 Summer Olympics um, 100-meter dash in 10 seconds. As he should. Is that fast? I don't know. <laughs> Oh God. Um, okay. Anyways, social media. Uh, yep. You have a pretty great following already, but go ahead and plug it, and uh, we'll um, see if anyone just, wants to follow. Yeah, it's just my name, which is Elifinity. That's it. I mean, your tw- your Twitter blows up, especially on game days. If you tweet yeah. something Steelers related, people are pretty responsive to you on there. It's, uh, yeah, it's it could cool. be a good thing or a bad thing. It depends yeah, what I yeah. say. I do have to be a little bit careful because people are just looking for me to put a foot wrong, so like correct me on it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's everybody. I mean, I it's just the, the age we live in. Unfortunately, it's so. Stupid. I don't mind it too much because, like you said, it's opportunity to learn. So I have no problem with someone. Yes, that's a phenomenal feeling. answer. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, that was how I learned that Troy fact, because the guy that wrote the book asked me, well, when was the first time that Troy played with his hair down? And I said, I actually have no idea. And he told me and he said, this is a great opportunity for you to learn. And then he sent me the book. So it works to admit when you don't know the answer sometimes. Another great response. And yes, I agree. But there's that's the problem with Twitter and social media today is it's uh very rare that somebody will eat their L and mm-hmm. admit they're wrong and say you were right. And Yeah, it's true. Especially as a girl as well, people are looking for you to be wrong because they can, you know what it can be like, what it can be like for a girl a little bit extra. Yeah, I could, I could only. And you're a girl, so you're wrong, you know? Well, and then I was going to ask you, I mean, I don't want to, you know, I don't know what it's like, but like as far as being a girl who talks sports, on yeah. social media and who's very knowledgeable at it at that like do you have she, do you have dudes she, all yeah. the time just like shut the fuck up you don't know what you're talking about like oh yeah all the time i have people you know say all kinds of stuff like that to me or just in, inappropriate stuff like you know sending me inappropriate messages and stuff which comes with just being a female on the internet anyway right but yeah. i do think that yeah i definitely get a few people being like you don't know what you're talking about and go to the kitchen, make a sandwich, whatever they want to say, like that kind of stuff. I get that a lot. I also got recently, which really freaked me out, which was someone messaged me and was like, um, oh, I saw you in public and I was going to come over and say hi. And I was like, don't. Do you know who they are? No, they didn't have a profile picture. Oh, God. So I was like, it wasn't me. (laughs) I was like, it wasn't me. Yikes. Not come over and say say anything. We haven't built up a rapport. (laughs) So come over and say hi because I will freak out. Especially if you don't even have a picture of yourself on your Twitter. Like, yeah. God damn, that's yeah. creepy. Right. If it was someone that I knew their face and we had a conversation. Yeah, right. Me, great. But if you're just a gray out, grayed out image and you come up to me and you're like, oh I follow you on Twitter, I would say. Uh, <laughs> not, well, me. <laughs> not me. Not <laughs> me. Apparently he follows you in real life too. Yeah, like, yeah right. That's what, that's wild. Hashtag reported. 
See ya. Yeah, well, I was blocked real quick. I blocked him pretty fast. I've never blocked anybody on Twitter. I should do that just for the thrill of it. Oh, I do it all the time. Also, tight mute words. It's great. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I've listen. I've heard of this, and I need to look into it because you can literally like we can pick Bengals and or Browns, and we'll never see any Bengals or Browns on our Twitter ever again. <laughs> That's the fun part is having a division right. to talk crap with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty. Of I was just thinking right. of the two things that pissed me off the most. <laughs> all <laughs> right. True. Well. With that, we will end it. Ellie, thank you again for coming on. At Ellie Finnerty on social media, follow her, especially for game days. Um, like I said, we'll be in touch. Episode 148. Everybody follow us at yinsertainment.com. Social media links are there at Yins Daily on the social media. Check out the YouTube page. We'll post the whole podcast as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just go to the website. It's all there. Episode 149 next Tuesday. We'll be back. Uh, Yes, maybe we'll see. Yeah, hopefully three and zero. Maybe we'll have somebody to talk some serious football with. So uh, until then, thank you again, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye, you guys. See ya. See ya, Ellie.